You know, I just cut all this weird ASMR stuff out Why? that you do because it sounds bad. Oh. Uh, what chapters are we reading? I've forgotten them already. <laughs> Can I, do you know what? I think we might have to just do the whole intro again. Yeah, I think we should. Hello and welcome back to Percy and Beyond a Bookish Odyssey, our book club podcast in which we're on our odyssey through the Percy Jackson series. I'm Will and I've never read the Percy Jackson books before. And I'm Beth and I have. And we're on book two. We nearly finished book two. We have. The Sea of Monsters. Yep. How's it been this week? We've read some short chapters this week. Yes. But um, uh, we've got some news. Good chapters though. Yeah. What's the news? The news is, is it waiting? about is it it's in the book. Oh oh gosh right I thought right yes I, I hadn't book switched news. my brain onto onto the actual book. Yeah come on. We do have some news. It's very exciting this section. Yeah. Bit of a bit of a surprise in the very first chapter actually. Uh, Don't know if I I think I sent you some messages without yeah. saying too much. You sent a lot of emojis that were like. <laughs> The shocked face and the shaking face and the heart eyes face and yeah, this is this is Will's happy again yeah. podcast and also the uh, vindication podcast because I was right all along and you're so humble too. Just taking a bow. Well. Thank you, thank you all. Shall we start talking about the book? We're reading chapters fifteen through seventeen in this episode. Yes. Yes. What's chapter fifteen called, Bethany? Chapter fifteen is called. Nobody gets the fleece. I was like a third of the way through this chapter when I was like, ah, oh, nobody, nobody gets the fleece. No. We I love it. I should have got it sooner because... You should. Yeah. So we'd left chapter 14 with Percy and Grover getting reunited and then but Annabeth screaming because presumably Polyphemus had got her. So do you want to tell us your summary for chapter 15? My summary for chapter 15 is... Tyson! That's fair. Okay. Should we jump right yeah. into it? So, Polyphemus has got Annabeth. Yeah. And she's going to be grilled with mango chutney. Yeah, because he's already got one feisty girl for a wife. So, yeah. you know, you can't it's have two. It's not about that multiple wife he's, life. He's a monogamous kind of guy. Monogamous, mono, monoclops. Is clops I? I don't know. <laughs> she's injured. Uh-oh. Percy says that he's going to rush Polyphemus while the others go. But the others say, no, not uh, doing that. Yeah. Let's all go together. Attack plan Macedonia. Cool. Which is like a distraction pincer movement thing. Yeah. I like that. Is, is there a Macedonian like war or battle that that's referencing? I feel like maybe, maybe. there is. I uh, like that Clarissa's armed herself with a highly collectible ram's horn spear. I really need to know more about the like collectible weapon industry in this world. Yeah. I can imagine the demigods are like quite excited when they come across old heroes. Limited edition. Yeah, like who's who's made the ram's horn spear? Who's been in Polyphemus's cave? Still pristine and in its box. Yeah. <laughs> and it could have been could have been made by Odysseus, who knows? Yeah. So yeah, they're all going to attack together rather than just letting Percy be the hero. Percy says, uh, Probably what this meant is we'd all die instead of just me, but I was grateful for the help. <laughs> yeah. And Grover's picked up a sheep's thigh bone. Yes. Percy now claims he's nobody. No, I'm nobody. No, I'm Spartacus. I'm no- <laughs> yeah. 
spot this, that moment. And then Polyphemus drops Annabeth headfirst onto some rocks. Ouch. Which, um, seems like a not good thing. Yeah, she doesn't move. Yeah, Annabeth gets kind of the brunt of getting beaten up in these few yeah. chapters. Clarice manages to get him to step on her spear. Yes. But it doesn't do much. Percy stabs him in the thigh. And this whole kind of showdown bit is just a showcase of Clarice being brave, really. Yeah, she's badass. She keeps at him just again and again. We love it. Like, I'm the hero. This is my quest. Bah, bah. We love Clarice. Ares, I will make my dad proud because I've got a complex there because he's a bad person. And she also actually uses tactics of, like, putting a spear against the ground just in time for him to step on it. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. And I also like that Grover runs in yelling, For Pan! Oh, yeah. Because uh, that's obviously who he was looking for. Yeah. And who all Hasn't the found. other satyrs have I wonder if he'll looking keep for. looking for him now or if, like, that's. Why would he stop? Well, maybe. He's I don't just know. cleared the way by, like. Has he? Or was this the whole Pan thing a trap set by Polyphemus? You think. No. I don't know. That's not. No. 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 Okay. So Percy is gradually chopping away a Polyphemus, but knows he can't keep it up for long. Grover, meanwhile, is kind of running away, carrying Annabeth across the sheep bridge because yeah. they've been told to go. Take her to the man-eating sheep. That's... Yeah, much safer. Yeah. And Although, what would you do, to be fair? You'd be a bit stuck. Yeah. Percy realises that that's potentially a good plan mm. and they can't keep it up for longer. So they start to run for the bridge as well with Polyphemus right behind them. They get Grover as they're running across to start sawing at the ropes. And it's like, ah, I see what they're doing here. This will probably go horribly wrong. Uh, and as they cross and they just get across and he cuts the bridge and this bit in the book made me laugh because then it was like Polyphemus howled with delight because he was standing right next to us (laughs) he was like no (laughs) you can imagine that being played for comedy on the TV show if they do it like it's felt very like Looney Tunes or like Ah! ah, like zooms out and he's just right there like Suckers! Percy is very angry now, oh, and yeah. he starts really going at Polyphemus. He's um, he's it's like he's been buffed, you know, yeah. in like some RPGs or video games when you reach a certain level of like Enrage you're screwed over yeah. in this fight, and then you see red it's and everything. Stance. You like take less damage, and you can do more damage. That's what yeah, has happened to Percy. Definitely what I got from that as well. And he kind of gets Polyphemus down and has the sword over his eye. One of the others is like, Percy, how did you... And it's, it's a bit scary, to be honest. Yeah. I've written, Percy tapped into the true power of the dark side with his anger there. <laughs> don't let your anger control you, Percy. It's a bit... It's interesting. I don't, I don't know, because with that... With this kind of prophecy and the bits that we're starting to piece together that, like, Percy's either going to be this big hero or this weapon, and he could go either way. You know, mm-hmm. every time a Targaryen is born, the, the gods flip a coin. But it's interesting seeing him kind of tap into this rage it's kind of star wars vibes but also that any of that kind of good versus evil yeah which way will he go it's not black and white and then polyphemus is like my sheepies need me yeah he plays i like this actually because i do think that in lots of like heroes and villains especially in like monsters versus heroes sort of greek myth style stories it's very like and then the monster cackled and told you his evil plan and yeah when you you know, get to the point of killing him. He's just like, oh, rats. And he just like stays evil till the end or whatever. But, and like, accepts a, a noble death. Whereas this is much more like interesting and real, I sort of. Although it's a trick. Well, exactly. That's what I mean. It's much more interesting and real for him yeah. to be like, oh no, please, I promise I'll be good. And then as soon as he has a moment, 
Yeah. He's like, psych, you idiot. Why would you believe me? I'm totally going to kill you now. And it's just like, yeah, more monsters would do that. So Percy hesitates because he yeah. says that. Because it makes him think of Tyson. Mm. And he realises Polyphemus is the son of Poseidon too. Yeah. But Clarice and Grover are like, kill him. What are you waiting for? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not Grover yelling that. Clarice definitely it's is. It's Clarice for sure. Percy says, fine. They'll take the fleece and go. And Polyphemus is like, fine, yeah, take the fleece. My precious pride of my collection. Nasty human. And go. Yeah. And as soon as Percy takes one step back, Polyphemus smacks him to the edge of the cliff. Yeah, and he changes completely. Foolish mortal. Yeah. He bellowed. And he's going to go and he's going to eat Percy. Yeah, he says, take my fleece. Ha, I eat you first. <laughs> and then just before he eats Percy, a huge rock flies into his throat. And he falls back over the cliff into the chasm. Oh my god. Easy. Tyson! Woo! Ah! The king's back. This is like the return of the king. This is like, he just appears, the boulder flies through the air. And we turn around and we can't quite see anything because the light's in our eyes. Mm-hmm. But on the crest of the hill there's this, that is actually there's how this I imagine shape it. with like a, a single eye. Yeah. <laughs> and bad polyphemus, not all cyclopes as bad as we look. As nice as we look. Not all Cyclopes as nice as we look. He's saying we look nice, but not all of us are as nice oh, as I, we look. Okay. Maybe mine's different. I thought I questioned that right. Because I heard that as like, we're not all as bad as him. Yeah. But he's saying that we're not all as nice as me. True. So you, there's, a, there's an element of vanity there, which would make sense for the son of Poseidon. Leave Tyson alone. Rainbow, the hippocampus, we find out, found Tyson sinking, legend, and pulled him to safety, and the two of them have been searching for them ever since. Oh, I'm so happy Tyson's back. I knew you would be. I was literally be. like doing a little dance outside in the cold when I was Aww. listening to this. I was like, oh my god, did I? Actu- He's back. Did I actually convince you that he was dead? Dead? I no. Well, you convinced me that I was meant to think he was, mm-hmm. and I just kind of thought they, the demographic that this book is aimed at, it wouldn't happen, and that he'd come back. And also, like I said in in the other podcast. Ultimately, there was always going to be a way for him to come back. Bad, so good news, Tyson's back. Bad news, he's standing right in the middle of the killer sheep. Yeah, but they don't seem to mind him. No, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Tyson, thank the gods. Annabeth is hurt. You thank the gods she is hurt? Easily. He's... Tyson, what a, a fan legend. Of the... This is why we've missed Tyson. This Tyson, is... a fan of the comma here. This is the quality content that we were missing for the last few chapters of this book that frankly weren't the same. And neither was the whole first book. And you didn't know what you were missing until you got it. Yeah. Tyson has, has changed the game. I'm so glad he's back. Anyway, Annabeth's forehead injury looks real bad. Yeah. And Percy asks Tyson to get the fleece. And he's like, looks around at the sheep and he's like, which one? <laughs> You got some shears? <laughs> the flock don't bother Tyson, like you said, because he must smell like polyphemus. Fair enough. So he throws the fleece to Percy, who spreads it over Annabeth and prays to the gods, and it helps. The colour returns up at her and her eyes open. The sheep, meanwhile, are now trying to climb Tyson. I think they think he's got some like treats in his mm. hand or something. They're getting, they're getting a bit restless, aren't they? And they're starting to sniff at the others. So they're starting to realise these guys, they're, they're going to have to go yeah. pretty soon, or this could turn ugly. And as soon as he takes the fleece off the tree, it does start to die a little bit. Yeah, isn't it? interesting. Which is an interesting like ethics question, I suppose. And it made me think about Annabeth as well. Like, if that's healing her now, is it like her? As soon as it comes off, her injury is going to get bad again. 
because that's kind of what's yeah. happened in the tree. It's interesting. I feel like it's a sort of it's healing magic is healing magic, but what it was doing to the tree was just sort of bolstering it. Yeah. So I think that it's just going to go back to what it was as a standard rather than damaged. Yeah, or it's like it's helping Annabeth's body to kind of do what it would do anyway, yeah. just faster. Bolstering right? so, it, I suppose. Yeah. I like that the first thing she says to Grover is, "You're not married." And he's oh, like, yeah. yeah, my friends talked me out of it. Classic banter. So the ship's far away and they've destroyed the bridge now, which is useful. Yeah. So the only way is through the sheep. Yeah. Percy asks Tyson to keep the sheep far away and he's not sure about his abilities to do that or the whole job. Yeah. And then he's like, um, come sheepies, um, people food this way. Yeah. <laughs> Love Tyson so much. And the sheep are like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gonna get that sweet human meat. The people food are this way, guys. Annabeth can't stand still, despite the fleece. Um, and we find out she's got some broken ribs. Yeah, Clarice, I love her. So, so Clarice much. just carries her. Amazing. I like the whole interaction where Clarice, like, feels her chest and then goes, ribs broken. They're mending, but definitely broken. Percy's like, how do you know? And she's like, well, it says, Clarice glared at me because I've broken a few, runt. <laughs> just enjoy just Always the charmer, Clarice. Love it so much. She's not here to make friends. She's here to, like, get stuff done. Yeah. And she does. She's so helpful. I'd want her on my team. Uh, yeah, maybe. I'd think about it. I'd certainly think about it. All right. So when they get down to the water, uh, Percy summons the sheep with magic. The sheep? No, that's not right. I've, I've read them. <laughs> I didn't realise what I've done here. Come, sheep. Devour us <laughs> at the water's edge. He summons the ship with magic. I've... I've I've had Easy two mistake. things in my mind when I was making notes and I wrote the wrong yeah. word. They do sound similar. <laughs> That's quite funny. Okay, Tyson comes running after with the now pretty frustrated sheep. And they hungry. They are, and they're just a bit like, come on, man. <laughs> Where's the food? Yeah, stop messing with us now. And then they're, they're wading out into the water when there's a big roar and Polyphemus clambers over. Awesome. Splashes towards them with a boulder in each hand. I think. He's alive. Assuming the show gets a second season, that will be that has the potential to be like a really cool shot. Yeah, I mean this whole episode's gonna be quite climactic, yeah. isn't it? It's gonna be near the end. His uh, his baby blue wedding outfit is in tatters now. That's a bit of a shame. Oh. Anyway, that's the end of my notes. Chapter fifteen. A very enjoyable chapter. They always seem to end with them not quite getting out of some scrape, and it's like, yeah. oh no, how are we gonna get out? Oh, we thought we were home dry, but here we go again. Yeah. Right, that's a continuing pattern now. It's fun though, isn't it? So, what's chapter 16 called? Chapter 16 is called I Go Down With The Ship. My summary is, Percy and Tyson have an awesome bro moment as they work together to defeat Polyphemus. Clarice can't help but ruin things again with her big mouth and then Rainbow comes back to save the day. Love Rainbow. Clarice is the worst. This is the second time that she does this. Clarice is actually just a liability. This is why I wouldn't have her on my team. Right, so Polyphemus calls Tyson a traitor to his kind hmm. Tyson says I am not a traitor it gets to him though doesn't it because he stops we love Tyson yeah no one, no one's gonna harm my little one-eyed beautiful boy <laughs> and then there's a Cyclops face off and he's like I'm not a traitor and you are not my kind oh. death or victory Polyphemus replies <laughs> yeah what Tyson says the others should go and he'll hold them off but Percy won't lose him again Tyson actually says go I will hold Big Ugly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Percy says they'll fight him together. Tyson's like, okay. Together. 
and then they lock arms and they have like a sort of of light coming from their all becomes like an anime yeah right percy rides a wave towards polyphemus and kicks him in the eye and then he gets like pushed back towards the beach that's a low blow isn't it really from percy a high one (laughs) sorry um polyphemus is now swinging for percy percy realizes based on the sound of his voice rather than what he can see because his eyes Mm. are bad bad way tyson tries to talk polyphemus down but kind of by doing so alerts him to his position yeah and polyphemus swings a tree right at him an olive tree which is a bit ironic yeah peace right yeah did percy stab him in the bum yeah there's a moment there where i was like hang on what is this first of all i wasn't quite sure what it was insinuating and i was like yeah whether it was something else yeah but i think it's meant to be his bum because he's behind him isn't he yeah and he stabs higher than his thigh by accident expected yeah Yeah. and then he gets pretty angry (laughs) it's actually a point where polyphemus is trying to call to tyson because he's being he's being beaten so he's saying to tyson you weren't raised right poor orphaned brother help me yeah and tyson is then sort of tricked into allowing himself to feel sympathetic towards polyphemus and he starts trying to be like just put the tree down and then polyphemus is like haha yeah Ouch. Oh, well. I Tyson, like... Tyson's got a good heart, you know. I know. He's just a baby. And then we've got this, like... kind of makes me think of Harry Potter again. This sort of Whomping Willow moment, right? Where... Oh, um... I, I think of it as, like, the bit in the girl's bathroom with the troll, you know, when he yeah. holds onto the troll's oh, club yeah, and it's gets very like that. hefted up onto his head. But before that, I like it that the tree, where he's talking about when the tree hit Tyson, he says, the tree struck him with such force it would have flattened me into a Percy pizza with extra olives. Oh, yeah. Because it's an olive tree. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he swings the tree, Percy grabs onto it and kind of rides it up to above him and then falls down onto the cyclops's eye and basically downs him percy then tells everyone to run and let him go percy still doesn't want to kill him yeah they're getting back to the sheep what ship because i just corrected it every time i put ship into sheep anyway they're getting back to the sheep and then <laughs> i did it again ah <laughs> 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 uh, they're getting back to the ship then clarice starts shouting because she's annoying She's uh, she thinks they've won and taunting Polyphemus, and now he knows where they are. She hasn't realised that he is like navigating by sound, which is exactly what Odysseus does after he escapes. Oh, does he taunt? He works so hard to escape from Polyphemus's cave, and then they get onto the ship. It's exactly the same as this, and then he's like, "We're getting away, you big stupid idiot!" Ha oh. <laughs> ha! And then Polyphemus is like, "Oh, there you are." Clarice, honestly. So You'd he throws think... a boulder and it crashes through the hull of the ship and the ship sinks. You would think the first thing Camp Half-Blood would do would be to make every single camper there read every single Greek myth. I think they do. And then make notes on what the heroes did that were stupid so that they never do them themselves. My but sense it's more is like that these Clarice... guys have a good like knowledge yeah, of that do, stuff. Yeah, they do. But also Clarice obviously hasn't read the Odyssey. Just hubris, isn't it? She thinks she's better than Odysseus. Yeah. She is. Hmm. Percy races to save Clarice, Annabeth and Grover who are on the ship as it's sinking and in the process of swimming that way realises that him and Tyson can communicate underwater. Awesome. And so then they both start calling out to Rainbow. They're manifesting. Yeah. And then the three hippocampi, I guess, turn up and race towards to get the others and they escape. And Percy and Annabeth fall asleep as they race away to who knows where. 
Percy thinking about how he still owes the gods a debt. Mm-hmm. What for? Did it? I think you must have just missed the end of the chapter there. Then, so it says, which reminded me, I still owed the gods a debt. Yeah. You're a genius. I quietly told Annabeth. Mm. Then I put my head against the fleece, and before I knew it, I was asleep too. What's he owed them a debt for? Ages ago, he promised. He made a promise to himself when he was tucked under the sheep's belly or something that if it worked oh okay i just missed he'd this tell annabeth that she was a genius yeah and then he realized that he'd said that before the gods right so and he that he's actually out. gonna have to do it yeah and said it while she was unconscious like a oh, little okay. baby no, that's really nice actually I, i'd missed that i'd not picked up on that because this is the end of the chapter yeah. before we move on Short too chapter. much there was a bit that i just wanted to point out that was quite i don't know it sort of makes it seem more grown up and real where the ship is sinking and Percy's thinking to himself. Obviously, he can, he and Tyson are okay on the water, but the others aren't. And he's saying that not many people realise that a ship forms like a bit of a sinkhole, and it's hard to escape. And Clarice is a strong swimmer, but she she's not able to escape, and they're all being pulled underwater. And Percy says, "I swam towards them, knowing I might not have the strength to pull my friends out," mm. which is quite um, desperate. It's interesting because I've already sort of like got into the headspace of he has just awesome water powers now so like as long as they're in the sea everything's fine mm. because I think, that's been the case yeah but yeah it's a it's a I like I like the sobering jeopardy. moment yeah anyway that's all my notes for this and then you know no time wasted we're gonna get straight on with the plot as we go into the next chapter which is called chapter 17 we get a surprise on Miami Beach what happens in chapter 17 my summary is, Percy riddles out what the Oracle said to Clarice well enough to make a very good decision, then immediately ruins it slightly by telling Luke all about his cleverness, just because it feels good. Percy gets clever again, though, as he FaceTimes Camp Half-Blood and gets Luke to confess his dastardly plan. This upsets Luke for the second time in three minutes, so he decides it's time for them to die. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the whole chapter there. <laughs> yeah. Interesting you think that Percy's made a mistake, though, and also that we assume that they're right about the prophecy. But we'll get there. I don't have many notes. Annabeth wakes Percy up near the beach uh, in Miami. The hippocampire being weird. They don't want to go any closer to the shore because it smells bad or something. Mm. And Tyson bids Rainbow a sad farewell. Oh, it's so cute that he's made a little saddle. And... Do you remember when they met last time and he was sad to go and Percy was like, it's okay, maybe we can see them again. And Tyson's like, tomorrow? Yeah. Aww. And Rainbow must have been feeling the same because he was looking for Tyson ever since. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I like. I would like a little sort of extra episode, like a little side episode of Tyson and Rainbow's adventures Aww. as they look for them in the sea. A of little novella. Yeah, that'd yeah, be so something good. Like, that. like, and it's just quite wholesome and cute, it's and they really go around like... and just to, like do good deeds under the ocean as they're trying to find Percy and Annabeth. And Tyson is there, like tinkering away, making his <laughs> little saddle and some saddle bags. And do you remember those like little um, World Book Day books? Yeah. Like, tiny little novellas that would get given out or sold for a pound i think in bookshops on world book day written by some quite famous authors i think they probably still do them um just thought it would have really suited something like that at the time that would be cute it's not too late rick <laughs> so uh, it's june 18th oh my god Are they've we... been away for camp for 10 days yeah the 18th of june this always so happens why can't any of them keep ties because of adhd it's well it's that and it's also because time moves differently in in monster land 
as Percy says. It's ADHD. They are worried that the tree must be almost dead by now, and they need to get the fleece back tonight. Yeah, tonight is the, like, decided deadline. Yeah, Clarice is quite defeatist about it all. Yeah, she thinks they've and lost. This, this prompts Percy to think about Ares yelling at her. Sad. And asks yeah. what the oracle told her. Yeah, because Clarice sort of blames Percy. She sits down and she says, this is just like the oracle said, it's your fault, Jackson, if you hadn't interfered. And then her and Annabeth have a bit of a row. Mm. And Percy just actually engages his empathetic mind as a grown-up for a second. It's like, oh, imagine if I was on a quest and then it was going like, yeah, and then two other heroes turned up and just like overshadowed me. And he thought that would feel pretty rubbish, actually. It would. Pretty cruddy. That is, yeah, it's good empathy from Percy. It's also interesting to... It's strange, because I'm, I'm not quite sure how quests work. Right. Or whose quest this is. It's Clarice's quest. Well, is it, though? They've just let... They've literally just, like, run off. But Hermes has also kind of given Percy a, the quest as well. That was very naughty of him. It's like a black market quest. Because Percy and Annabeth and Tyson didn't see the Oracle. That's no, sort that's of true. the formality of... I guess it's like... Camp like Half-Blood two... have given Clarice a quest and she's gone through the formal yeah. side of things. Whereas, like, I guess in the olden days, you would get given a quest by, like, whoever. Clarice so... was, yeah, he's she's one of them. And then someone put Percy's name in the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, I think it's sort of like, it's Clarice's, it is Clarice's quest. However, from a more organic point of view, it is also at Percy and Annabeth's quest. Because yeah. Hermes gave it to them, you're right. So, the oracle said, I've written it down, um, correct me if I've written it down wrong, but you shall sail the iron ship with warriors of bone. Uh, You shall find what you seek and make it your own, but despair for your life entombed within stone, and make it without friends to fly home alone. Hmm, It's interesting. All of it is exactly the same in the book, which is my, like, original Mm. print copy, but the last line is, and fail without friends. Oh, I think it might be that to fly home alone it might be that i might have just got that wrong but ouch grover mumbled (laughs) yeah (laughs) so the insinuation at this point iron ship warriors of bone is about all the undead css uh, birmingham yes and find what you see you can make it your own we're gonna guess is the fleece yeah make it your own at this point not quite sure i mean they have possession of the fleece yeah but i guess so but that sort of feels like it could have another meaning in there. And we, well, they do something in a minute, which could be what, what it is. Yep. Despair for your life entombed within stone must be them getting trapped in the cave with yep. Polyphemus. Unless something horrible is still to happen. And make it without friends to fly home alone. Fail without friends. Let's go fail, with that one. Sorry, fail without friends to fly home alone. Suggests that she isn't going to succeed because she doesn't have any friends. Or that everyone else is going to die. Right? That's that's how I'd read it if I were Clarice. I think back in the OG day of like getting her thing, she probably, you know, because she didn't come with any of her campmates, did she? Yeah. So I, I think the insinuation is that she tried to get them to come. Yeah. And no one wanted to. And so an oracle has told her that she's going to fail without friends. Mm. So it's, she's just been sort of going along on this doomed quest in her head. That's what I see it as. And then are we talking about what Percy thinks he's figured out? So... Yeah, Tyson helpfully still has all the cash. Yeah, he thought it was he thought it's a food bag for Rainbow. Oh Cute. my god, Tyson is just a saint. Percy <laughs> gives Clarice the fleece and the money for her to get a plane ticket because uh, they've only got enough money for one. And he's like, "That will make the prophecy work out." I'm a genius. Yeah. 
And he is a genius. It absolutely It's clever. Works. I will give him that. It's clever. Yeah. I think there's still room in the prophecy for it all to go wrong. Say more. Fail without friends to fly home alone. Yeah. So she's going going without friends to fly home alone. That's the bit of the prophecy they're like doing. But if it's suggesting she'll fail, <laughs> well, I mean, we know that, you know, there's a, the, the chase is on at the end of this chapter. So I feel like it's a bit of an instruction almost because it goes, the line is, and fail without friends, comma, to fly home alone. So it's not, I'm going to fail. You know, I, no, I understand what Percy's saying. I just think that, you know, the Oracle's things can be interpreted in many ways. And I think there's still room there to say that we're not actually home dry yet. Yeah, fair enough. I think that... This, you think the book's done? <laughs> I think because this is the second interpretation of it, in terms of, like, they would have originally... She would have thought, I'm going to fail mm. because I haven't brought my friends and I'm going to no, fly yeah. home alone. And it, it's... That's what she would have thought originally. And then, obviously, it had a double meaning because what it means is that she, without... Percy and Annabeth turning up she would have failed and she is going to fly home alone but she hasn't failed she would have failed but the book's not over yet it's not over yet we'll see Annabeth thinks Percy's insane <laughs> for giving Clarice the fleece and the money and to be honest based on how she's done so far I think Annabeth might be right Percy is nice Dyson Percy is too nice Annabeth grumbled but Percy thinks he's impressed Annabeth yeah mm-hmm <laughs> Why is he noticing that, eh? Uh, well, there's been a few moments, haven't there? I know, um, that's cute. Who's going to ruin it, though? Well, he turns around to find none other than Luke pointing oh. a sword at his throat. And Aureus has grabbed Annabeth and Grover. Yeah. Percy, at that point, clocks the Princess Andromeda in port. Would have been helpful to have spotted that. Stupid. And they will get herded aboard. Luckily, Clarice has already gone off to get a taxi and fly home first class. Yeah, Luke sort of forgot about her, didn't he? Yeah, well. Even though he has his little spy. Also, someone, the other bear twin, did try to grab Tyson, but Tyson knocked him into a pile of luggage and roared at Luke. So Luke threatens to get Aureus to bash Annabeth and Grover's heads together if Tyson doesn't calm down. Luke asks where the fleece is. Percy's like, not here. Luke realises the Clarice plan and then... Roll! First of all, thinks it's mad, and then gets Augrius to prepare his steed. This is the part where Percy's like, steed. I don't know, he had his great idea, they've sent Clarice along, lucky, you know, good job, great start, and then Luke comes along like, where's the fleece, where's the fleece? And Luke, he has no idea, he has absolutely no idea, he's like poking around their clothes, he's like, maybe this could be the fleece, I wouldn't know by looking at it, because it's going to transform. And then Percy's like, you think you're so clever, but yeah. Clarice is on a plane with the fleece right now. To be fair, like... And just tells him exactly where it is. I think Percy's calculation is that Clarice has got enough of a head start here that it's going to be fine. Of what? Three minutes? No, more than that. They've, like, captured them, bundled them onto this boat. She'd already gone by the time they... Okay, so it's, like, max 15 minutes. Yeah, which... She's in a car. (laughs) Yeah. And Luke has a boat full of monsters. I want to know what his steed is. Yeah. To fly to the airport. Luke's pretty mad about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Percy sees the fountains by the pool creating a rainbow in the mist. Luke was hoping they'd bring him the fleece so he didn't have to get it. So Luke's plan was kind of half-cooked anyway. He was <laughs> like, oh, they'll probably sort it for me. Do you know what? I actually do find a lot of the time when I'm at work or trying to do something, if I come across a problem and I'm like, I don't know what to do about this right now, so I'm going to leave it for a sec, I'll quite often come back to the problem and find that either someone has done it already or... <laughs> something has changed like because somebody else has done something else which impacts the job that I was trying to do which means that I now know how to do it anyway so I really do feel like it maybe wasn't as half cooked as you think 
No, I, I agree that quite often is the case, and that's great, but that should never be the plan. The plan should never be it will solve itself. Well, look, <laughs> he's an optimistic guy. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, so Percy throws a drachma at Luke. This is all very cool yeah. from Percy. Uh. He dodges it, and um, it sails into the rainbow as Percy prays. With all of his like, heart in silence so that Luke doesn't clock You on. tricked all of us, even Dionysus at Camp Half-Blood. <laughs> nice. Nice. Subtle. Luke's like, and? And then Percy keeps them distracted and getting Luke to confess to poisoning the tree and using the elder python venom straight from the depths of Tartarus to do it. And he was like, Chiron had nothing to do with it. Hi, you know he would never do that. And Luke starts being like, why are you getting me to say it? Like, you yeah. know this. Are you dumb or something? <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> Luke was going to let Percy take the fleece once he was done with it. Interesting. What so do you think that means? Luke was going to use the fleece to heal Kronos. Yeah. And then he was going to let Percy have it. Why? Either as like a persuasion tactic. Like, right. Is a, a <laughs> come come on over oh, to okay. our side. Like look at all the things. Like we can a have. sort of sign on perk. Yeah. Or and potentially to make him more powerful. Right. Because that would be more fleece useful does? to them. Interesting. But it idea. does. If it's like if it heals you and it's like buffs you yeah. and like makes you, then you know, the more the merrier, right? He gets Luke to admit to the whole plan, and then the Iris Bridge opens. Message thing, yeah. And we see Tantalus still chasing his food. Excellent callback. Yeah. The best bit of the early part of the book is just him being tormented by food. Yeah. Mister D hears everything Luke says, and is like, oh, I guess it wasn't Chiron. Uh, Mister D is a bit annoying. Like, he's meant to be he's kind of we're one back over to him a bit here but this whole bit where he had this weird bromance with Tantalus was really irritating I really just think that because Chiron is like such a good guy when he was dismissed which was not Mr. D's yeah. like call and this other guy came along and he was a bit chaotic and a little bit evil and a little bit interesting Mr. D was just like this makes a change yeah, I'm maybe. gonna roll with this for a sec I'm really bored of playing yeah. like the good guy and Chiron is like so good that he's slightly boring so i'm gonna just like roll with this and as we see here you know mr d says well he decides to reinstate chiron yeah he says i suppose i do miss the old horse's pinochle games which means it feels like tantalus suggests the iris message could be a trick as he's trying to corner his cheeseburger and mr d says i fear not looking with distaste at tantalus yeah he's he's done done with him. him he's like you've had your time i'm bored of you I miss Chiron's games. Yeah, uh, but or like you say, just want to change again now. Yeah, he's just got a short. I mean, Mister D is grounded, so he's span. just he trying to make to his keep, life a bit keep it interesting. Yeah. So he agrees to reinstate Chiron, and then says he no longer needs Tantalus, and that he can return to the underworld. And Tantalus is like, what? And and then he dissolves, and he can't eat the cheeseburger, even though he just got the cheeseburger. Yeah. So this whole book, close. he's been chasing his food around. Mm. In this Iris message, we see him trying to corner his cheeseburger. As Mr. D is saying, I suppose I do miss Chiron's pinochle skills, Tantalus grabs it and it doesn't bolt away from him. He picks it up and he looks at it like he's got the biggest diamond in the world and he cackles, I got it! And then Mr. D says, we're no longer in need of your services. You may return to the underworld, you are dismissed. And he can't get it to his mouth in time and it clatters back down to the plate and he disappears. There's a parable there, isn't there? What does it mean? What does it mean? Uh, Working with kids is punishment enough. Yeah. Percy is chuffed, uh, but Luke is now properly mad oh, when he sees he's been tricked. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to... So we're not we're not in Camp Half-Blood. Let's... Back into the present moment. Luke's pretty peeved. 
and he swishes his sword through the fountain and says Kronos was right Percy you're an unreliable weapon you need to be replaced interesting Percy's not quite sure what he meant by that Replaced by what? Like a gun? Oh, I guess. Not quite sure what he meant about him being a weapon, because he's heard that bit of the prophecy now. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure. Percy's like, what do you mean? I'm not unreliable. <laughs> I, don't, I think he means replaced oh. by another another person. Yeah. Who? Who else? There isn't anyone else. He no. is the only one. Well, and certainly the only one of any reasonable age. What? So if they're talking about a weapon, is there like a weapon... That could bring the gods down that they haven't thought about. Yeah, it's interesting. That's equal to this child of the big three. So there are some questions being... I mean, on my last note, it's obviously Luke saying you'll never leave this boat alive yeah. or the monsters turn up. It's interesting, the prophecy and this whole kind of bigger plot. Like, why was Luke going to give Percy the fleece? Mm-hmm. And which way is Percy going to turn... I mean, anyone's guess, but... You know, we still don't. Which way is Percy going to turn in the end? And does what does Luke have in mind here? And like, what was the plan with the fleece? Like, he was going to put it on the Kronos box, and that that was going to heal. I guess that would work. They want to heal Kronos anyway. I guess it would speed it up. It seems a bit weird. I because I feel like the whole golden fleece bit is like a side plot. I know it's the main plot of this book, but. I don't believe that the fleece was part of Luke's plan at all. Ooh. I think they'd just clocked that they were they they poisoned the tree. Oh, I guess they could have poisoned the tree to get those guys to go and get the fleece to try and save the tree, but that feels long-winded. I felt like they poisoned the tree to bring the barriers down so they could attack Camp Half-Blood is the real reason. And maybe if they were really clever, they'd thought of like a side effect of that would be like, oh, maybe they'll think of the golden fleece to save the tree and they could give it to us. Bit of a long shot, isn't it? Yeah, I just don't see that that was... So I think the golden fleece for Kronos was never part of the plan. And it's just a helpful, happy coincidence, which turns out not to be a happy coincidence because I haven't actually got the fleece. I hope that everyone who's read the books is enjoying Why do you keep doing this evil grin? ...of knowing what happens along with me because i just i love knowing oh, i love knowing so what happens and he- and hearing you sort of speculate left. and anyway so luke is now going yeah i mean we've got three chapters left to this book so next episode is going to be the last one on it yep luke it would seem once finished dealing with percy he hasn't actually left the others to deal with percy he got the no he's still there yeah he got the brothers to get his steed ready as if he was going to shoot off yeah and you'd think maybe now all the monsters were here they were going to be like right kill these guys off i'm going after the fleece but he hasn't he's still there so all this time clarice is getting further away that's true yeah she's probably had a good half an hour now yeah although like i do think that these scenes where where it's taken a chapter for them to be on the boat and all that i do think that these scenes are sort of easy to think take a long time but actually they've just had a conversation which probably has taken about five minutes yeah but i guess the like whole back and forth of getting it set up and then yeah, she's probably had half an hour Yeah. in, like, Miami traffic. And then hopefully the plane's not delayed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if what's going to happen. We'll get a showdown. What do I... What do you think is going to happen, Will? Well, I think Clarice is going to make it back to camp with the fleece. They're going to use the fleece on the tree. The t- unless the tree's already dead. I think probably not. I think they'll use the thing and Camp Half-Blood will be saved. Huzzah! And somehow... How many books are there total? Five in this series. Right. So, too, uh, maybe it's too soon. 
somehow at the same time Kronos is gonna be like back by the end of this book you think possibly wow might be a bit soon but there's like things in motion now what's with the ship as well it's very strange mm. Luke just wants to hang out on a cruise ship or I mean it's a good way to around. not have like a base that can be attacked by the so. heroes while they're still making their little army and they can be in place like it's like a little mobile army isn't it basically feels a bit it's a bit random vibe and i guess chiron will be back now that he's being reinstated i don't know they, oh he's off in the everglades the everglades on having a party yeah yeah well he's banished or whatever and yeah so he'll have to journey back i don't know how long that'll take him maybe he'll be on the same plane as clarice <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> um <laughs> do you have anything else not from these set chapters so next week we're going to be reading chapters 18 19 and 20 which is going to finish the sea of monsters for us and i guess we'll talk a bit about the kind of the whole book yes we are recording this two days before the tv show comes out yes although the episode will come out three days after the tv show has come out which is why we're not talking about it in this episode yeah so we're going to do a separate episode about the tv show yeah not quite sure on the timing on that the plan is we're going to watch both the first two episodes on wednesday and hopefully record just a bit about them on the same day and then it will just need editing and putting out so who knows whether this will be out before timing or after tbc that one. but yeah, yeah looking I forward am. to watching it big time so excited about the show oh they just keep putting out all these little clips and every time i'm like <gasps> the early reviews are really good oh i'm so because people have seen the first two episodes now the press have and the premieres happened and that's yeah. so exciting so that that looks good because i think there's a worry that people have quite high expectations now I am all in. My hope, like, I know I shouldn't be because the film made me angry. Yeah. But I am so invested in this being a good rendition of the books that I will not deal with it well if they're bad. Yeah. But I'd sort of, I just sort of trust that they'll be good. Like, I don't think that Rick Ryden would be as excited about it as he is. He's been involved, like, he's been on set, he's been involved in the casting, he's been involved yeah. in the script. I don't think he'd be as excited as he is if it was bad. I think that the casting looks good. I think they've got a lot of money behind it to make the special effects good enough. There's obviously lots of monsters and powers and magic and stuff. So I just think it's got all the ingredients to be good. And if the reviews are saying that it is, then The feedback is particularly uh, praising the casting, like you said, in the cast, who apparently embody their characters brilliantly, which would make sense, I guess, if, if the writer's involved as well. But... Yeah, my, I guess my only worry is going into anything. I don't think I've ever gone into anything with sky-high expectations and had it properly pay off. I think it's always better to have lower expectations going in and then something to like positively surprise you. You're I right. I say the exception. I think it's a bit of a rubbish answer, but actually I think Avengers Endgame did pretty well on the meeting expectations. I'm but, just too far gone. Yeah, no, I'm excited. But anyway, the Sea of Monsters... Yeah, finishing it next episode, then we'll do the TV show, and, and then, then we'll do book three. Book three. I'm so excited. I literally, the more we read this, the more excited I get for you. I'm like, hurry up, it's because good, it's you know. so fun. And I'm, yeah. It's, this one it's great. feels like a, a weird little side adventure, but I mean, the main plot's kind of taken away, but yeah, it's been a wild ride. And, you know, Tyson is the, the best thing about this series so far. So Yay! If you liked this episode, do feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your episodes from. 
uh, because it does help us to reach a wider audience and we've got like a nice little small community audience at the moment but we'd like to reach a few more people uh, we could probably be doing a bit more to put it out but yeah if anything you do like that really helps um, and we're really grateful for we'd also like to hear from you uh, where can they contact us bethany you can email us at percyandbeyond.gmail.com or you can send us a message on instagram we are at percyandbeyond yeah follow give us a follow on there and we put out um little reminders that we've got a new episode out or if we're not doing an episode that week because our busy busy lives have overtaken us and we would like to see you there we're also hoping to put out little bits and pieces of content and stuff on there as well which you might enjoy thanks for your ears yeah thanks for listening guys and until next time be a bad cow be a bad cow okay bye bye